Welcome, everyone. It is the newest edition of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian, and I'm here via Google Chat with Craig. That's right. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with my crappy internet and the metallic sounding <laughs> cutouts of my voice as we go through the podcast today. Well, maybe it'll work perfectly, even though I think you just cut out there. <laughs> And I think you just you just cut out on my end. At least, oh, this is so. great. All right, that's well. At least I have the recorder on my end, so maybe people won't hear the cut out on my end at least, and you'll look bad. There you go. That's- yeah, it, exactly. It'll just they'll be like this guy. He doesn't even know how to work a computer. What is he like? Forty? Yeah. Well, you told so. me. I mean, at least I I'm sure it has something to do with your uh, with your cell phone connection too, because you can't do cell phones in your house. You said right. I have no cell service in my apartment. It's also my apartment surrounded on like three sides by concrete, which doesn't help for cell service. No, it'll just help so, when that uh, nuclear bomb happens or the zombie apocalypse happens. Yeah, the funny part about that sidetrack here before we dive into the music is oh, we actually course. have a storage area behind me here and it's all concrete. It's like this little hallway that we can store stuff in and we only refer to it as the fallout shelter. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> in the event of a nuclear nuclear holocaust, we have a fallout shelter. Yeah, you'll be completely fine. <laughs> Works perfectly. That's it. Well, so let's let's welcome everyone again. Um, I'm glad everyone's listening. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Uh, we'll do the reminder right. now, just like last last time. We'll do it at the end as well. Uh, please rate us on iTunes if that's where you are. We're also on Stitcher. Just look up Ian Hates, and there'll be the Ian Hates music, which we're doing, and there'll also be the Ian Hates uh, movies. And we can go from there. But if you do like us, you can rate us five stars. That'll get us going up in the charts, and we'll come back to all that stuff later. But I figured that was that's a right. good way, you know, start things off. You can also get us on our website, which is ianhates.com. You can find us on Facebook under Ian Hates. And then we're starting a new thing that uh, a friend of Ian's had suggested, which is doing Spotify playlists now, which we're going to try and put up on the website and some links on Facebook and Twitter to try and uh, have some links to the, the music that we're talking about. So if you're feeling ambitious, you can actually go and listen to all the albums. We'll make playlists on Spotify with all the albums that we talk about. Yeah. And then we'll also make playlists with all of our favorite songs that you'll be able to go and search on Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Craig's exactly right. I actually spoiled the news originally, um, and I put up the links on the Facebook account. Uh, so those Oh, are... no, you're, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I figured if people had the time and they really did want to be ahead of the game, they would actually be able to listen before listening to the podcast and then be like, oh, I remember listening to that. That song is fucking awesome. Like, I exactly. totally agree. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll be, yeah. they'll be able to add their own commentary or be like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. I'm sure Ian we'll get a lot really of that. Like, yeah. He <laughs> said he really liked this album and he is totally full of shit. I'm pretty sure Craig is thinking the same thing about me right now, too. So, it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, I, you know, I, I, I sent out the, uh, the Facebook and I said, here are the two links for our favorite albums. And that is going to be the topic of today's show. We are going to go through our all-time favorite albums, what I like to call our masterpieces. Um, and really, it spans most of my life, I think. I mean, I don't go past, you know, when I was like 10 years old or anything. It's really when I got into the scene. You're not going to hear me say uh, Criss Cross's album. You know, that's not on my <laughs> list of, of all-time favorites. Uh, but yeah, I thought uh, Craig and I were talking and uh, it just seemed like the right move. We'll do more focusing on certain artists, but we want to take a break and, you know, basically it's almost like another recommendation show. That's right. That's right. It's basically like 
the one we did where we did our review of 2015 and we we wanted to talk about you know what everybody should be listening to that came out last year well like you mentioned this is going to be what's come out the past 15 20 years that people should go back and listen to and yeah. it's crazy to even think that it's been that long right like yeah no i was looking at some of the some of the years of the albums and i realized some of them could not be found on spotify so that's that's crazy. Yeah, there were definitely uh, only one for me I couldn't find on Spotify, but I know it's like more of a local band. Yeah. Um, but it's just an album that really resonated with me. But you're right. Some of them are just, you know, dated. We're yeah. dating ourselves. We are actually. dating ourselves. Yeah. And I actually removed a few of my ideas just because people wouldn't be able to get them on Spotify right away. And I'll end up talking about okay. them on the podcast at some other point. Like, it's not really that big a deal. Sure. All right, so Craig, do you want to start us off? Yeah, let's start. Us off. So we already talked about a data remember. Of course, a data remember is going to be on uh, my must-hear masterpiece albums. For me, for those who have heart, I think it's probably my favorite a data remember album. If you yep. go back and listen to that, we talked about uh, a shot in the dark, danger in starting a fire, all all of those great songs from for those who have heart last year. Honestly, I think that you could pretty much listen to anything from a data remember. And any of those albums are really going to be on my masterpiece list. So what I actually did was I have a playlist on my my phone that I go through that I have all these albums. It's kind of like my comfort music playlist. Very nice. So to speak, that I just kind of go to and upload whenever you know, I'm sick of listening to podcasts and I want to switch it up. I do a lot of driving between Massachusetts and New Jersey. Yeah. So I mean, you can't really listen to our podcast over and over again because we're doing it. And that would be kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. I don't, in fact, ever listen to our podcast. Oh, Craig, don't tell people <laughs> I, that. <laughs> I, you know what? I live it. I live it. That even. is true. I don't need to listen to it. I'm I don't need one, to relive it. I'm the one who relives it to edit it. That's what I, that's, that's what right. That's right. You know what has to be tortured by my voice. But yeah, so I figured I'd kick it off with a day to remember. But, yep. you know, since we since we just talked about them last week, let me let me dive into my other favorite band and a band that has been on, you know, my favorite albums playlist is uh for the fallen dreams nice. and i probably mentioned them in one of the first four episodes here but i really like for the fallen dreams um just they have a very distinct style um that i really don't think anybody has um or anybody's really out there doing it in um the same way so they were their band that was formed in 2003 again we were talking about you know kind of dating ourselves here they've been around for the last 13 almost 13 years now uh, going through a number of different lineup changes. Uh, most specifically is their their lead vocalist, Chad. Um, I forget what his last name is. Let me see. It's right here. Uh, I thought it was. You got to find it down here. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now because I'm slow. Of course, it doesn't give me the uh, uh, Chad uh, Relig. So he was in the band originally and then left and then came back into the band. Oh, sure. Uh, okay. And, and, so I know he was one of the you know he was he was there originally when they when they did some of their work but I think as far as favorite albums go for For the Dreams again like kind of like a day to remember I think you could go through and listen to the whole discography from For the Fallen Dreams and they have at least yeah it's like they have five, five albums yeah five yeah five full full length albums and I think that I would have to say uh, Changes is probably my favorite oh so the um, first one. The, the very first album from For the Fallen Dreams, they, they really do this nice, and I, I know I say the, the same thing over and over again, but it's really kind of, it, we, we each have it. It's that style that really grabs us. But oh, of course. They do really nice, the really heavy guitar with this really 
distorted, but a lot of delay, a lot of this overarching melody that goes over top of what they're doing with the screaming. Uh, they didn't really do a lot of singing on the first couple albums, yeah. but they do more singing later on. Gotcha. I guess originally they were a deathcore group. Is that true? I So I don't know. I, I know that if you, I mean... Changes is definitely not what I would consider deathcore. No, I think they I think they mellowed to get more of a not a mainstream but kind of relate a little bit better. But yeah, I, I sure. remember reading that they were a deathcore group before. Sure, I would definitely refer to them as melodic hardcore. I think that's probably the best way to to phrase it and what what I would call them. Sure. Uh, I I think if I had to have notable tracks, I think the world around us from Changes is probably my all-time for the fallen dreams favorite song okay um it, it starts off with basically like these heavy chugs on you know the open chord where they're playing like this melody over top and it's kind of eerie and kind of just hanging there they get into some screaming at the end it's not a very long song but it's got this also like musically speaking it's got this really nice dissonance where they're playing a couple of notes right next to each other like it just kind of hangs there and it doesn't it sounds like they're fighting each other, creates some tension, but you have the heaviness. I they like do a, that. Ton of, a ton of bass drops in in you know all of their albums. Every album has I don't know several bass drops per song, which really grabs me. If you're really in one of those moods, crank it up in the car. You get that that nice thump um, going. But I, I think Changes Relentless is also another great album. That was their second one, which has the song Nightmares on it by featuring uh, Jeremy McKinnon of uh, A Day to Remember. Yeah, I listened. I actually after. I think you had recommended that before uh, during the A Day to Remember show. Um, so I actually looked up that song and I listened to it and I liked it. I was, I got to be honest, though, I was hoping for more Jeremy McKinnon. <laughs> like, there, most, he only does the chorus yeah. twice, I think, in that yep. song. I was like, oh, where? Oh, there he is. And then, oh, now he's gone again. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So one of one of the many Jeremy McKinnon spotlights where he kind of just pops in there, does his his you know guest vocals where he sings the chorus of the bridge of the song and then pops out like he does on i don't know how many different bands so tracks. many so many so so many it's like his job now is producing and doing cameos on other bands tracks yeah right <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna make the the transition to rap pretty soon like everything will be like you know how they're all featuring different artists they'll oh. just be like all these different... no i don't think so yeah that'd be a little scary that's a little that'll scary. be your worst nightmare ian yeah, I, I mean, hey, whatever gets him the money, I guess it's fine. Sure. We don't have to listen. So, we yeah. have their whole, we have the all the data remember discography. So what do we care? That's that's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so that's that's probably my my first top two bands, at least for me, are data remember for the fallen dreams. I think anything in the ten or twelve albums they have between the two of them is worth listening to cover to cover. Oh, makes sense. something I could listen to over and over and over again. Right. No, that makes total sense. Very nice. Yeah, so, yeah, that's enough for me of yeah blabbering about. Oh that. no, no, you're supposed to. That's the whole point. That's that's the whole point. Put it, of this. Put it back to you now. <laughs> well, I'll at least say as well. I have uh, two. Do you hear that echo, by the way? At all? I do not. Okay. Well, hopefully that doesn't show up in the recording. Um, so I I have two honorable mentions right off the bat. The two bands that we've done on the podcast: A Day to Remember and Silverstein. It's pretty much all of their albums, so I don't have to go through them. You know what I mean? Like, why even continue? Absolutely. We've already gone through all that stuff. So they're, they're my honorable mention. Uh, so what I'll start off with right away is uh, the band Funeral for a Friend. And this is their Great. 
Yeah, first full length. Great band. Yeah, I lo- I can't get enough of them. Uh, this is their first full length after their main EP, and the name of this one is Casually Dressed and Deep in Conversation. Uh, they're a Welsh post-hardcore band. They've kind of changed their sound after the first couple of albums. They have a lot of albums as well, um, but this album really, I my my most notable track, at least for me, and you know, just like always, it's every song that I love. Um, but Escape Artists Never Die, uh, when they go into the, it's not the solo, but it's and it's not a breakdown, but it's like it's almost like an end interlude almost. I just I lose it. Like I love it. It's so melodic and heavy, but not too like they just get the balance completely right. And this was one of those bands that really opened my eyes to what you could do with post hardcore and metalcore. They're really not even that much metalcore. It's more like no. post hardcore screamo kind of. Absolutely, I would I would agree. And their follow up, you know, we're not going to talk about every album, but their their follow up is amazing as well. Um, but this one will always get me. I actually have a the, an actual uh, funeral for a friend, casually dressed and deep in conversation, gold record uh, that I oh, actually, really? yeah, I donated. They were doing this um, this huge charity event for funeral for a friend, and all the donations went to their charity. And I actually donated and got, and they personalized it to me, and it's like one of my prized possessions so i love it i've seen them in england um i've seen them oh, in the states really yeah and i guess we'll we'll end with this one is uh so as you know i mean i know you like this album as well um so they are they have decided after i think it's 15 years now because this album came out in 2003 i believe um they've been a band since 2001 um and they are calling it quits and what they're going to do and they're one of those bands that i don't see them ever getting back together they've they know what they want and they're they're all set but they're doing a german tour and then a tour in england and then they're all set and i have tickets to see them in england in april the question is whether i actually make it out there but i at least wanted to have the tickets just in case so they're playing this entire album the first night and then their second album uh the second night so that's awesome yeah i think that's pretty badass so i enjoy that yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I completely agree with you. I think Funeral for a Friend is a, a great band. They were actually back in my band t-shirt days. They were <laughs> they were one of the bands I had. I had um I think it was the Seven Ways to Scream Your Name yes. uh t-shirt with the seven bullets across Yo, yeah, the front yep. of it. That's their first EP. Yep. Right, right. Exactly. So I had I had that on a on a t-shirt uh, back when I would wear band t-shirts and you know, my <laughs> studded belt. Um, <laughs> I still catch a lot of shit for that for my family but you know exactly exactly that's the appropriate response you know i grow up we all we all did it (laughs) yeah we all did we all went through that scene phase i get it i don't even think i'm past that yet to be honest (laughs) that's you know i i think i think we're all in it to some extent it's whether you know we overtly like you know still like that like you know wear the studded belt buckles and you know really show it off we're kind of just like it's true. Sit desk quietly with your headphones. Well, that's the thing. To it, yeah. We don't wear that shit to work. Like that. Yeah. We don't wear it to work, but you know, there's plenty of hours after work, you know, that's, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> you were talking about casually dressed. I think yeah. what I was just looking back through the track list here. And honestly, I think my favorite uh, song off of this was the song right before escape artists never die, which is bend your arms to look like wings. Oh, sure. I yeah. always remember that song just really grabbed me. It has this really nice, 
you know, quiet intro, and then it goes into the really heavy rock stuff with some screaming. Um, I remember seeing these guys at Warp Tour. It might have been my first or second Warp Tour that I went to, or on one of the side stages. And oh yeah, they were fantastic live. Um, and you know, it, it was it was really impressive to see a band that's just so well put together and can really perform that well live. Yep, um, they were also one of these other bands where the drummer was a vocalist too. And I thought that was always really interesting. He actually did the inkling vocals, I believe. Yeah. He did end, uh, end up doing a lot of backing vocals for that, right? Yeah. He, yeah. So he would do, he would do a lot of the unclean, you know, screens and the, the backup stuff. So, uh, and that was always really interesting to see, but I think you're right. Funeral for a friend. Great. Um, a lot of their, you know, pretty much every album they put out is excellent. Try yeah. to look here through, you know, the top albums. Ours is a great. Yeah. Album. That's their second album. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. But they started changing. The it's a question of, so I always loved them. So I followed their career, you know, until now, but they really changed. They got much, uh, much softer in their sound after hours. They went, you know, they, they kind of, they got Oblivion when they had that album. That was actually a mainstream hit. That was on a lot of TV shows and, you know, that kind of thing. And then they went to straight hardcore punk almost as well sure. towards the end. And I like some uh, songs from that too, but they know where they're, that's why they'll play some of those songs during those concerts, but they know their first and second album. That's what connected with a lot of people. Sure. And I don't, honestly, I don't even think their style changed so drastically. I think they're still uniquely funeral for a friend, even through all those, you know, genre changes and kind of it, it, the maturation of the band, right? Like yeah. You want oh. to call it that, right? Like we've, we've talked about this with Silverstein. We talked about this with Data Remember. And it, I think it's the same thing here could be said about funeral for a friend is that they really have just matured totally in their sound and kind of found, you know, this is what they wanted to do and make music and right. they're happy to. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, well, let's let's leave them now. Let's go on to your next uh, album there. Sure. So I think, you know, next album, Masterpieces, is another band. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm actually hoping that, like, just like uh, for the Fallen Droops and hopefully Funeral Friend, we do all of these guys as kind of, uh, uh, you know, an artist that we focus on for a whole episode and we really dive into their discography. Um, the next band I want to talk to, and I know I mentioned them on a couple episodes too, is The Ghost Inside. Yes. So again, all of their albums, it was one of those bands that really, you know, I started listening to initially and I had their albums um, like Returners, which I think was one of their first uh, albums. Uh, they, again, same thing. They started in the early 2000s. So it looks like 2004 here. Um, yep. Actually, Returners was their second album and Fury and the Fallen Ones was their first released in 2008. Um and it wasn't really until I, I liked both of those albums, but it wasn't really until I dug back into Get What You Give mm -hmm. and that album came out that I was really like, like wow, I really, really like The Ghost Inside. So by the time they hit their third album, I think at that point they had really hit their stride without even changing their sound too much. If you go and listen to the first two albums, they're still just as heavy. They still, I, I mean, they're all about like doing these heavy breakdowns. Oh, yes. Uh, but I, I think still my favorite album from the Ghost Inside is Get What You Give. You you know, a front to back, that's that's a great album. And the the song that I picked off of that album just to kind of highlight their their sound was Engine 45. Um, it, it was the song they made their music video for. It was probably their their single off of that album that, you know, made some um, 
you know, got them some notoriety, at least in, in, you know, the community of people that listen to the same music that we listen to. Yeah. I can agree with that for sure. Uh, Yeah. You know, it didn't reach as high. It looks like on the charts here as their latest, which is dear youth, but still, I think a great album. If you go, you know, you listen to engine 45 here, they, they go into that breakdown, you know, like where he says like a freight train and it just hits. (laughs) And I mean, like, it, if you're wearing headphones, you crank it up, or you're in the car and you crank it up, you will feel it hit. And I'm, I guarantee you, if you see them in concert, you will feel it in your chest. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. I've, I've never seen them in concert. And again, with I have. their accident and and all of the things, you know, they've been doing in, in, in the, they've been in the news lately for, you know, all their injuries that the drummer sadly lost his leg. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, the, the vocalist, um, Justin Vigil, I think it is, he was, you know, seriously seriously messed up you know broke broke some um oh jonathan vigil excuse me jonathan he broke some um vertebrae in his in his neck and in his back and legs and ankles and like these guys are gonna you know go have to go through some serious rehabilitation but i have no doubt that they will get back out there and they will hit it just as hard as they've they've done it in the past and i think if i'm not mistaken i think epitaph is still giving all proceeds from anything you purchase of ghosts inside directly to them so yeah if you want to support them i think that's the best way right that that's right yeah so as far as i understand um i don't know if it was anything from the ghost inside or just all the profits from their recent album like oh, okay. just just uh dear youth that they were giving basically you know everything that they were making off of that album back to the band um they did have a kickstarter oh they did or okay. i think it was a kickstarter or one of those other crowd crowdfunding campaigns um i don't know if it's expired now but they had a way for you to be able to directly give to the band and um and, and support them directly that right. way but i again a, a great band really just kind of sticks to their guns puts out music that they know um you know, they're, they're all about, you know, their message, which is, you know, again, kind of like that standing out for what you believe in and doing what, you know, what what's right for you. And right. they, they really promote that message and um, they you know, just continue to put out great music. And I have no doubts that they'll continue to do in the future. That's the hope, right? Yeah. A- absolutely. Very true. So you've seen them live, you said. Yes, I've seen them live and I don't remember when. Um, but I have seen them live. And even though I don't connect as much with them as you do, I still enjoy like if you put it on in the background, I'm still going to like rock out and enjoy it. I just don't tend to. They're a little bit more on the um, screamier where I need a little bit more of that melodic singing. And I know you don't sure. connect that way with it, but I enjoy their melodic like breakdown sound as well. Like I enjoy that melodic guitar on top of that. Sure. So sure. that's kind of, really, yeah. yeah. You know, if you're into heavy breaks, that's awesome. And you, you know, you want to see a pit blow up. I'm sure oh, that sure. happened. <laughs> yeah. They also, they also do some of the faster stuff too, where like, again, they get the pit going round and round. I'm sure like it, it just like really that kind of, they, they just bring a certain amount of energy to all of their music. No, absolutely. No, totally agree. Now, so yeah. So yeah. that's the, the ghost inside. All right. So now we're going to completely switch gears. I'm going to talk about one band with two albums that I love. And actually, I love all their stuff, too. Um, But this goes back to the day. Uh, I am a huge My Chemical Romance fan. They are no longer together. I'm sure, though, they are going to come back together at some point. But they they went out on a high note. Um, 
They started uh, 2001. Uh, I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love, which I also love. And that one probably should be on my list too. But I actually went with their second album and third album. So I went with um, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and The Black Parade. Um, I have so many stories about My Chemical Romance. They just... I don't know. I, I can tell you one thing and people might laugh and I know Craig is, has laughed at me for this, but <laughs> if you, that song on Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, I'm Not Okay, I Promise, which was a huge smash hit, whatever you want to call it. It was. If, if I hear that song, no matter what mood I'm in, I am happy. And that just connected. I don't know why that song works. I think the music video for it is amazing. If you have time, YouTube that. See the official music video because they really went all out on that one. But they're a band also, like you've mentioned, Craig. They do everything they want for themselves. Like They didn't change their style. They didn't care that people were making fun of them for you know wearing makeup and mascara and dressing in suits while they were, you know what I mean? They didn't change anything about themselves, and they always went out and did whatever the fuck they wanted. So yeah, I or always enjoy the relationship with Bert from the used. Well, wait, say, say that again. Sorry. You go, uh, you cut out some, some strange relationship with Bert from the used. Yeah. Originally <laughs> they did. I think they end up, I mean, it's, it's gossip and stuff, but I think they ended up fighting once my chemical romance got much bigger than the used. The used did not like that that much. Bert McCracken, I think didn't like that. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, it's I, I think that's probably play off each other for publicity, at least initially. They <laughs> were there was this big thing. Where they, yeah, they were like the two of those those two bands are very tight. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that is very true. So, so I, I'll agree. With you. I yeah. mean, you're, you're right. I think I'm not OK is, is a great song. It was right at that. What I I mean, I think I would consider the height of that really you know the punk emo you know music back then before it really started to transition to this post-hardcore right. kind of a, a lot more and more the melodic hardcore not that it wasn't around but it wasn't as prominent i think as it is today no i think they um, they took a band like like taking back sunday and made the music much harder and also talked about subject matter that was like songs from my chemical romance aren't based on like girls you know what I mean? Like they're not based sure. on like they they do like huge uh, cinematic type music. I mean, Helena, for example, is about their like dying grandmother who's who like helped the band start from the beginning and always believed in them. like they they have sure. real real lyrics and they have real backings in their songs. Even <clears throat> excuse me, even if they're um, they're doing um, a concept album, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I, I So I, what I will say is Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I do like that album. It's not something that I listen to nowadays uh, or really that much anymore. Sure. Um, but, you know, it was a great album for when it came out. I, I remember, you know, it, it may have been one of like the first digital albums that I ever bought. Oh, that's uh, possible. Back in the day. Because it, it was actually like right at that time when iTunes really becoming popular and you could actually like music to buy online was much more accessible no very true. um but i will say with black parade i, I think that song is just this side of unlistenable i <laughs> i can't do it it's you know nothing against them it's it's nothing about the the song it's just uh, you know i i can't listen to it it was when they came out with it and I'm, it, it just def- definitely didn't resonate with me at all no, and, and that was yeah <laughs> that was pretty much it i fell off with my chemical romance after that um, what I was going to say is a song came up from and maybe their late 
this album. Um, it was on Pandora when we were working the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It had some weird symbol on the front of it, and it was like a desert behind it. Uh, the Na 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 song? That one? Oh, yes. From Danger Days? That was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that. So that song came on. But you like that? And I was just. No, I didn't. Oh, like okay. That. That's, yeah, exactly. that's what I was about to say. I was like, that does not sound like, like Craig. So, so that was exactly the point. So, like the Black Parade, and and that's another good example. Like it just came on, and I'm like, who who is this? Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, it just it just definitely doesn't resonate with me at all. It's it's one of those things. I, I I know there's lots of people. Again, they had you know huge critical acclaim back in the early 2000s, and I mean I think they probably hit their peak with Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, the Black Parade, and then kind of have come down from there. I mean, everyone, you know, everyone uh, that liked My Chemical Romance continues to like them. I mean, they don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, the Black oh, Parade is not, yeah, it's not for everyone, and they lost some people with it. I, I loved it personally. I mean, I remember waiting in line. They did a surprise show in Boston. I remember waiting to see them uh, at Axis, which is no longer exists. But imagine a a smaller club than a Bright Music Hall, or an extremely smaller than the Paradise. Okay. And they played that the day the Black Parade came out. Like, and this is a band that only plays stadiums. So that was a very yeah. cool thing. Um, and it's it's one of those highlights that you always remember kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So I, I love them. I mean, it's not going to be for everyone. They're, they're post-hardcore, emo, screamo, and they kind of changed to pop punk-ish somewhere around there. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Like, yeah, still kind of emo, screamo, pop punk, more. Yeah, I mean, they have some breakdowns and they have some things that they really tried out. But yeah, they just did whatever they wanted. I mean, now Gerard Way, who I think is one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life, like the range he has, um, he's now doing Brit pop, like he or Brit rock actually. Sorry, not even pop. Um, I did, I did yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, so he yeah, can do he can do whatever, and I'm sure they'll get back together again. I'm hoping for it. But, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. reunion tours and, you know, reunions of, of bands from back in the day are, are all the rage now. Yeah, that's very that is very true. I'm hoping they'll do it better than other ones. But, you know, what are you going to do? Sure. Exactly. All right. So let's switch it up again, Craig. What do you got? Yeah. So let's see here. Let me get back to my list here and see what's on here. Um, so. You know, kind of going down my list here, another album that, you know, really resonated with me. We're talking about people that have, you know, great singing voices. And I know I'm not a person who typically listens to the vocals. True. But what I will say is Johnny Craig could probably sing just about anything and I would listen to it. <laughs> um, although some of his solo stuff hasn't, some of the newer stuff hasn't quite resonated with me. But the album that is on my, you know, favorite albums of all time is Emerosa Relativity. Ah, uh, yes. So, okay. This is the the first full length, I believe, from Emerosa. I think they had an EP that came out before this. Um, let me just double check here while I'm talking. Yeah, I'm checking too because I didn't I didn't get to have that page up. I'll tell you, I I have a favorite song on this album. I'll see if you have a similar, if yours is uh, the same one or not. Because I didn't look at your list because I wanted to be surprised. So oh sure that's, yeah that's that's good so they did have um yeah they did have an album it was called this is your way out ah yes, um, yes. it was on I uh, standby and then I guess they got signed to Rise Records it came out in 2007 it looks like but that was the you know the first album before you know Johnny Craig came into the band and they released Relativity um and honestly Relativity it's hard for me 
to pick a track off of there because I'm, I'm kind of like you, you. I think you mentioned this before too. I'm really bad with track names. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, and, and that's, again, one of those albums that I've listened to I don't know how many times, um, just typically while driving because it's my comfort music. You're, you've been in the car for a while. And it's one of those go-to where, like, you know, he just has an amazing voice. Agreed. And he he really knows how to you know use it as that extra instrument in the band and really add something and you know he really did add something to to Amorosa there when he was when he was in the band um relativity is i, I don't even know let me see what track i had listed here because i kind of went through and looked back to them um just to see i just have sure. the whole album listed oh that's, okay that's, that well, was what i <laughs> what i wrote down because well, yeah. Honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't pick one track. Um, it's great. He he adds a lot. I love Dance Gavin Dance when Johnny Craig was in there. Right. And then he was in Dan- Dance Gavin Dance first, and then he left Dance Gavin Dance to go be an Amorosa, and then he left Amorosa to go back to Dance Gavin Dance, and then do some solo stuff, and then do Slaves, and he kind of just bounces around from band to band. It seems like anymore. Well, that's because partially because of all of his offstage antics as well. That, that could be, and you know what, it's really, uh, it's kind of disappointing to see because somebody so talented should, you know, just like you have, you have the whole world there. Like every, look at all these bands that want you, look at all these people that want you to do. He's another one like Jeremy McKinnon who does, I don't know how many appearances in other people's songs. Oh, so many. And I mean, uh, a lot of them are great, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Great, but yeah. Exactly. Like he, he'll just show up in songs and you're like, wow, this is, this is pretty, pretty incredible. Like, and just such a distinctive voice where you listen to him and you're like, oh my God, that's Johnny Craig. But so to get off Johnny Craig for a minute here and get onto the Amorosa thing. So I, I guess Amorosa would be probably in that post hardcore if we wanted to put them in a genre, right? Like if we, yeah, I looked them up, it said post hardcore soul and alternative rock. Yeah, the soul thing's a stretch. I yeah. think Johnny Craig tries to classify himself as soul. Right. Um, but I think musically, like the the guitar work and the drums on that album, relatively relativity especially compared to their EP, This Is Your Way Out, are just exponentially better. Kind of a different style than what they were going for originally, at least in my opinion. Right. Um, so if you go back and listen to that first album, it's going to sound different than what you're going to get from. Uh, relativity and then even you know some of the newer amorosa stuff they've been putting out is is kind of just you know a more mature version of what they've done on relativity but the guitar work the drum work all excellent they do these really nice guitar lines they don't mind being heavy when they want to be heavy but totally in a different way than some of these other bands they're not going to have these really heavy breakdowns they're going to do it in in a much more subtle way yeah, and I, I mean, I'll at least say, because, yeah, listen to the whole album if you can, but if you are listening for one song, for me, uh, my go-to all the time, and I'll never change it if I hear this song come on, is uh, Heads or Tails, Real or Not. That's okay. my that's track number four, and that's that okay. one gets me every time. I don't know why. It just, I think that hit me at a like a point in my life that I'll just never forget that song. Sure. I don't know. Relationship bullshit, you know, all that kind of stuff. You always, there's always a song or an album or something that sticks out. And that's just the way it is. I just searched it on, on, I have uh, my iTunes up in the background. I just searched it here. 
and it uh it came up as one of their top results yeah so i guess i'm going i'm going all mainstream now no no no. i wasn't <laughs> suggesting that i was just like you were clearly not the only one who thinks that's a, a great song yeah that's true that's true well i never put it on in the background while we're talking wait i don't think you can because i think i'll hear it through here no you would hear sure? it right now because it's on oh okay all right cool just you know i believe me i do want to play clips i just didn't want you know anyone to get in trouble or anything yeah no i don't i don't think you will okay all right yeah i don't i don't hear it in my headphones right now yeah i think we're all good um now yeah that was amorosa and I, like I said, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm actually going to see Johnny Craig, and this will actually be the first time I've ever seen. I never saw Gans, Dance Gavin get Dance. I never saw Emerosa live, but I'm going to see Emerosa live with their new singer, and then I'm also going to see Johnny Craig with Slaves as well. Okay. So I'm hitting both of those within the next like month and a half or so. That'll be interesting. So it's not the same. So Emerosa and Slaves aren't playing on the same bill. Actually, well, they might be. So Go. what I wonder is if they are playing on the same yeah. bill, is if are, you're going to get to see Johnny Craig do some spot appearances with Emerosa well, doing some of their songs, some of the older, like, relativity stuff. Do me a favor. Go to the uh, – you've got your uh, your list up, right? I Go, do. Go to the Tours tab and see – there should be a Tours tab towards the end of there. And just see what you got. I have uh no they are not so they're not playing it's silverstein being is an ocean and emerald ah there's the one okay. are all right three days before slaves capture the crown like micro relocate and can't conquer divide it's too oh, bad I they can't, can't it's too bad they like can't be in the same area maybe because then johnny craig could show up and do something that would have been that would have been cool i doubt they would hang here for three days or whatever but oh well yeah he'd do some backs for a while yeah but hey you know that's good so are you uh are you all set with emerosa I'm all set. I'm going to throw it back to you for your your next I one here. I recommend them as well. Uh, so we've also mentioned them a few times before. I'm not bringing up anything new here. Um, Bring Me the Horizon is on my list. Uh, not their most recent album, but the album right before that. Uh, this was uh, Sempaternal. And I'm going to recommend the song The House of Wolves. Um, oh, sorry, not the... Um, yeah, House of Wolves. Uh, this was the album... Right, so they had an album right before that was very, very metalcore, and that I also really, really enjoy too. It's just it didn't hit me the same way that Sepaternal did. Um, that was um, there is a there is a uh, sorry there is a hell. Believe me, I've seen it. There is a heaven. Um, let's keep it a secret. I thought that was a very good album. This album they went. I don't know if you'd say a heavier, um, but they definitely change their sound where there were lots of heavy songs but it kind of i don't know something clicked on that album at least for me um and i just love it yeah so i i think i think you're right so there is a hell believe me i've seen it it was kind of this transition album from what they had done before yeah the death core uh, kind of chelsea grin like all that kind of stuff yeah Exactly. I mean, you listen to Chelsea Grin, it doesn't sound really anything like the Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, sorry. I, get me today. I messed that up. Chelsea Grin is the band. The song that they Chelsea did Smile. is Chelsea Smile. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely. Exactly. If you listen to Chelsea Grin, they're definitely also not going to sound like yeah. Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> Maybe uh, they Maybe. will old stuff. Old Bring they Me the Horizon. Old. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
but not new bring me the they will you're, you're right but you're gonna get you're gonna get death core oh yeah yeah you're uh-huh. you're getting a mouthful if of death core like, there yep that that's right if you like job for a cowboy and bands that fall into that kind of line of you know then definitely go listen to chelsea yeah. and uh different different episode here oh but, yeah, yeah bring sure. the horizon <laughs> So Chelsea Smile doesn't sound like anything like no. the new the new Bring in the Horizon stuff. But, but with Sempaternal, I think you're right. And it, it was really the album that marked kind of the beginning of, I don't know what I want to call the new Bring Me Horizon here. <laughs> yeah, true, true. The more, the more mainstream, the more um, synthy, the more we're going to sing a lot more Bring Me the Horizon. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on them. I don't, you know. No, it's, it's there's nothing. Look, these are definitely our, nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah. It's our favorites because yeah, sure. it just it connected with us, but it doesn't. Not every band is going to connect with everyone, um, for sure. Exactly. There's no way that's happening. Um, but I will say because I don't have a, I mean, Bring Me the Rising gets plugged every second of the day. I mean, they got multiple like best album of the years for last, you know, last year's. Uh, that's the spirit. So, but I do want to say I think what got me big time because it wasn't. Um, Can you feel my heart? Was a huge song for them, but that's not the one that got me. Mm-hmm. Um, House of Wolves was. And it got me at the line. It was like towards the end during the breakdown that um, he says that line. And when you die, the only kingdom you'll see is two foot wide and six foot deep. And it just and then he does it like multiple times. And the the guitar works, the the drums work there. And I just love the whole message. It just speaks to me. It just seemed like a whole like, fuck it, like live your life don't worry about anything else, you know, that kind of thing. And I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. So he's been, I, I know Ollie Sykes has been really open with his, his struggles with drugs and going to rehab and kind of reinventing himself. And I know at least the piece, the, the feature piece, it was done a couple months ago and him uh, did, he did talk about going to rehab and, you know, he had a serious problem. This, this was before that's, um, that's the spirit came out and you know he had a serious problem where you know he was going through the 12 steps and he's like you know you have to get yourself over to a higher power and he's like absolutely not right yeah and you, you know it, i think right in house of wolves it, that comes through <laughs> yes, especially really loud and clear yep. where all like hands on on religion and you know the supernatural whatever you want to call it but he he is very clear with where he stands yeah and I just, yeah, I enjoy it. So let's uh, let's move on from them because they get enough they get enough attention. <laughs> sure. So we'll jump back to my list here. Yep. So an, another band that was on my list here. I'm gonna I'm trying to go down my list because um, we're we're already deep into this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we, we could spend hours, I think, doing this. Um, so we talked about Emerosa. Uh, talked about Johnny Craig doing all these uh, cameos, and another band where he actually does a cameo cameo on is a band called lower definition with their album the greatest of all lost arts oh yes yes so this to me seems like a little bit of a, a lesser known album it, it wasn't quite as popular as some of the other stuff i listened to same kind of thing falls into that post hardcore if you like emerosa uh, um and that kind of style of music you'll like lower definition yeah um, i think they've been around since probably about the mid 2000s they had an EP that came out before this LP. Um, I don't know. It might have come out in 2005. It was called Moths, I believe. Okay. Um, I don't see I can, it. I yeah. Can dub- yeah, I can double check. Um, but it came out before that in the Greatest of All Lost Arts. And then they had another 
EP that came out after this, and I don't think they're together anymore. No, they're not together but, anymore. Um, if you listen to that, the greatest of all all stars again, you know, these are our favorite albums. So I think you could listen to any of these cover to cover. They'd be fantastic. And I, I think, but even if you just listen to satellite, which is their, um, if you listen to, to, to satellite, um, <laughs> too many, cause the song is called two satellite. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too many twos there. Um, you'll hear. You know, just from the opening, he, you know, the, the lead vocalist of Lower Definition, kind of like Johnny Craig, has this really, really nice voice with a huge range. And uh, they, you know, they open with, you know, the guitars and then he comes out and starts singing. And then they get into like the really screaming. The drums are really interesting to listen to. The guitar work is really listening, really interesting to listen to. They really pull you in. Um, like I said, it falls in the Amorosa Dance Gavin Dance type bucket, not as crazy as Dance Gavin Dance, more the amorosa side sure um and then yeah if you listen to pueblo cicada um that's the one that johnny craig actually does the guest vocals fun yeah i remember that and, from a while you know, ago yeah exactly so yeah this isn't a new album by any stretch um i don't even know what year it came out probably like um, 2009 or something yeah that that sounds about right you're you're it's probably at, at least six to seven years old maybe even yeah um, maybe but, even before you that. know still one of my favorites if if you're into that kind of genre of music uh, a lot more singing and a lot less screaming so it's not going to be like for the fallen dreams or the ghost inside it's going to be a lot more you know vocal heavy on, on these but um so yep. you've listened to lower definition yeah like a long but this is one of those bands where i just completely lost track so i couldn't even tell you like i'm gonna have to re-listen now sure Sure, it's definitely worth listening to. So yeah, very but, nice. Yeah, punt it back to you. Yeah, I mean, I'll go with another um, not well-known band anymore, uh, a band called Reveille, and this is a new metal band, um, very similar along the lines to Rage Against the Machine, um, and this is a band that you cannot find on Spotify, but they were huge in New England. Um, who's uh oh, Mighty Boston's kind of stole their thing. They used to do Reveille used to do um the hometown throwdown that was their thing here in boston so every around christmas they would do that um so reveille was the one who started that and did it for years and years and then now the mighty boss tones do it um but it was just one of those things where if you look up the album's called laced and Mm -hmm. you can listen to that front to back but that one just got me i mean there's no there's not a whole lot to talk about now i mean i'm i've seen them probably more times than i've seen marilyn manson um, which is a ridiculous amount. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so many times hung out with them. I'm in one of their music videos. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, this is, I, I had a long time love affair with Reveille. Um, it's just that type of music just really bit the dust. Like, they had two amazing albums, in my opinion, and then they broke up. Um, the lead singer is doing a different band now, but he's going more in the rap kind of direction. Uh, but I used to love this band, so it was worth making a note here that I'll always you'll I'll never hear them unless I put them on because no one else will ever play them. But it's just one of those bands that got me a long time ago, and they'll always be with me. Sure. So yeah, so kind of in that vein, then uh, I'll jump in here with yeah. um, you know albums that I couldn't find on Spotify. Um, there is kind of this you know straight up hardcore what I would consider what I always like the term 
VFW hardcore, like where you go to these small shows in yeah. local VFWs and people are two step. I think I told you so, that I yeah, saw. So, did I tell you that I saw Motionless and White in a VFW hall? Oh, did you? Really? Yes, I did. <laughs> that's crazy. Sorry. So go ahead. Yeah, I just had to say. No, no. So that's no, that's great. So I, I typically think of these as like, um, you know, you know, bands like I'm, I'm trying to think of who are bigger bands, but bands like Bane, right? Like, oh, yes. Name a Massachusetts band where you're going to get like kind of that mosh pit, that two step style. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and out of all of those albums that I've listened to, the one that's resonating with me the most, and it was probably something that I got from, you know, came across from somebody in college. But the band is called Brain Dead, and the album is called No Consequences. Now you told um, me about them because I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yes, you may not have. And when every time I have searched them and tried to find them, it looks like they they were a local band from Philadelphia. They released at least as one full length album, probably on some really really small record label since they were a local band, and then probably didn't get a whole lot of you know distribution or whatever because it's actually. You know, you can search YouTube, you can search all over on, you know, Google, and it's really tough to actually find this album. Right. Um, but if you can get a hold of it and you can find it, you should listen to Awake for a Dream. It's the last track on the album. And they go into like this really heavy, like heavy rhythm guitars with the, the lead guitars doing, again, this kind of melody over top. And they just let the whole thing fade to like this fuzz like this just over modulated distortion it just basically goes to static okay and it is i don't you know i could listen to it and it's one of like the most amazing things i've heard and i don't know why it resonates with me so much yeah it but happens that's music right it, it exactly so it, it's just it's the combination of the melody and then they're just going like hard at this it's really heavy you can feel the emotion you can feel the energy in the music and they just let this thing just play out and just fade off into oblivion Very and nice. it's amazing to listen to but yeah another album you can't find on spotify you should try and track it down if you can yeah listen to brain dead no consequences and listen to the song awake for a dream nice very nice all right so let's uh let's come back to a mainstream band i guess is probably what you want to call it uh i'm gonna go with escape the fate with uh dying is your latest fashion and there's tons of backstory we could say with this band, Ronnie Radke and Craig Mabbitt and all that kind of stuff. But it's not, I think we might actually dedicate an episode at some point for this stuff because it is fun to go through everything. But the basics... I think we absolutely should. Because we were talking about it this week and I'm not even super familiar with the whole backstory. It is just, it's nuts. And I'll just mention one thing when when I talk about this album. So this was, they had an EP before this and then this was the album. Now this album... I know it I know Craig definitely does not like this album, but this album defined a whole genre. Like this whether you like it or not, uh this album changed the whole scene of screamo, post hardcore, metalcore, whatever you want to call it. Um and they only got this album out and then the lead singer was sentenced to two years in prison. And that is the whole other story that we can go into. But basically, while he was so... He didn't even get the the acclaim for this album as much as he should have before Craig Mabbitt took over. And now he's in Escape the Fate for the rest of the album. So Ronnie Radke only had... That was the lead singer. He only had one album and an EP. But this album was so damn good. And I recommend the song uh, My Apocalypse... Uh, from it 
but I know, Craig, go ahead. You can give your uh, feedback on this one. It's okay not to like it. I know you don't. No, no, that's fine. So again, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to dive in here and, and rip anything apart. Um, you know, Dying is your latest fashion. I definitely have this album. I I've listened to it on a number of occasions here just for whatever reason, it was just like never one of those albums that really grabbed me. And then it was just one of those things where I, I think I got to the end and I just, I couldn't do it. I don't know if it was his voice <laughs> or the music, but it was just one of those things where I just couldn't listen to escape the feet anymore. And, you know, even their newer stuff was a little, you know, for me, it's kind of like, it's, it's showy. It's hokey almost. Right. <laughs> like, between the makeup and it, it's kind of reminiscent for me of like 80s hair metal in a sense. Oh yeah, for sure. Kind of making a circle. And, and we talked about it, right? Yeah. Like about how they're from Las Vegas. So yes, yes. like it's, it's part of, it, it is part of the show. It is part of, you know, going out there and being entertainers. I, I totally get that. It just, it's one of those things that doesn't resonate with me. And because I don't connect with them on that level, I don't connect with the music at all either. Oh, absolutely. But no, you're, it, yeah. You're absolutely right, though. Like you're you're talking about all these other bands. I mean, the other band that's most closely associated with Escape the Fate is um, I draw blank all the time. But Ronnie Rank, he is in oh, um, Falling in Reverse. Now, is that what you're talking about? Thank you. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. exactly. So you have Escape the Fate. You have Falling in Reverse. You have Black Bell Brides. You have Motionless and White. And all of these bands, I think, are kind of in that same. You probably you may disagree with me. You're kind of. I'm smiling just because I know where you're going and. I guess the way I look at it is Escape the Fate shaped, like I said, shaped the scene so much that a lot of those bands did come from that. So I completely understand where you're going. And that's ex- and, and that's exactly the point I was going to make is like you see all these bands that have come out of that because of Escape the Fate. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's just it's one of those things where this one, I guess, hit me at exactly the right time as well. And I only followed Escape the Fate. I actually followed all their albums, but... I didn't like most of them, so I just, it's unfortunate because I think Craig Mabbitt is an amazing singer, and I'll talk about one of his side projects later, but yeah, it's just one of those things, and you know, Falling in Reverse, they basically did a a whole album as a sequel to this album, and I thought that was good as well. It wasn't nearly as good as this album was, in my opinion, but you know, they tried, and you could tell that they went for the sound that they wanted, and they got it kind of thing i like when a band can do that so you know he did a good i mean he's great live too so ronnie rag he can really sing whatever you think about his you know his actual like um you know real life and drama outside of it and all that kind of stuff when he's on stage he is very very good so that's what i got to say about them yeah what do you got next craig sure so let me see here since we're well, yeah, I guess we're getting along. Well, here's a question for you. So, I mean, might as well do this live while we're talking, anyways. Um, we're coming up on an hour. Do you want to? Do you want to stop now and do recommendations and things, and just call this part one? Because I've got plenty more albums on this list. We can do a part two. It's not like a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Let's let's cut it off here. Yeah. Cut off game time. Game time decision. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I'll listen to how this turned out. I mean, we'll definitely release it for sure. Um, but we might have to figure out a different way of connecting uh, for next time. It's a possibility that maybe it's the G chat itself. Like maybe we need something different. It could be. 
yeah, let's see how it turns out. And, you know, if we got to switch to some other, you know, video chat, we can, we can do that. Yeah. We can work it out somehow, but yeah, let's, um, so let's, let's cut it there. That'll be our part one. Um, and then what are you listening to right now? And, or do you have a band to recommend as well? That's not a favorite album of all time, but like something else. Sure. Yeah. So let's get me, let me get back to the outline here and made some notes. So, uh, I think I told you about this. So what I, who I actually got back into recently was he is legend. Right. So I realized that in 2014, they put out an album. I always kind of liked he is legend. They did this really interesting mix of hardcore and that Southern rock kind of style, but they threw in like these really interesting jazz and rock elements to their music. They're kind of just, again, a band that kind of does their own thing, has their own style. Um, so I've been listening to he is legend. Um, I don't even remember what the the new album is even called. Uh, hold on um, a second, I can check. Yeah, that sounds. I don't good. have it. Up, then, I don't uh, have that off the top of my head. So let's see. Sure, and then yeah, just a couple other bands that um, I've been listening to. Uh, we were talking about I the Breather the other day. Yes. In the lab, and kind of went back and listened to their whole discography, and and you know I I, I do like it. Um, definitely worth giving a listen to. And then um, a band called Dead Divine came up on my um my radio pandora or whatever i was listening to the other day um they had an ep and a full length um i don't think they're together anymore because their full length came out in 2008 so it's been a while yeah for them to be radio silent true, true. Um, but the ep was uh i listened to a couple songs off it it was not um kind of as as good as i thought or what i was expecting i guess Okay. Um, but their full length is definitely worth listening to. So he is legend. Dead yeah, and um, divine. What, and did you I want the their, sorry for, um, for he is legend. Did you want the name of their new album or their first album? Cause I know you played the, the new album is called heavy fruit. Um, and that came out in 2014. Okay. And then yep. I remember you played some of I am Hollywood and that's from their first album in 2004. That's right. And I am Hollywood is a great album too. Definitely worth going back to. And you know, listening to the whole discography of He Is Legend, sure. some really good stuff in there. Nice. All right, that sounds good. What about you? So I've got I've got two right now. Uh, a band called Like Monroe. Uh, they have an album, their first album called uh, Things We Think But Never Speak. They're a band from Texas. Uh, it's a post-hardcore melodic. Uh, melodic metalcore, whatever you want to call them. I think they do a really good job with the vocals um, and you know messing with the breakdowns. It's just something. It's not new, but it sounds newer, um, and I like what they did with it. So new band. I'm hoping that they come around for a tour. That'd be really nice. Um, and we'll see if they get to that second album. But I definitely uh, name is like Monroe, and I, I enjoy them. And I've got one more. Uh, man, I was joking around with with Craig about this one. This is a band. This is a band com- from Finland, um, and their name is One Morning Left. And they just this. I think it actually dropped on last Friday. Uh, it's a <laughs> their album's called Metal. Can I just uh, jump in here and say yeah, greatest breakdown ever? Yes, that's what I was gonna mention for sure. Their the name of the album is Metal Core uh, Metal Core Superstars. And if you want a very dancey, weird band to listen to, and you want this song right now, look up You're Dead, Let's Disco. And what Craig was saying, they have a breakdown where he uses a recorder. Don't spoil it. Oh, no, I got, uh, I, rec- I did it. I did it. I had to, I mean, 
I don't know if people trust our opinions enough to just be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go see the surprise breakdown. <laughs> Greatest breakdown ever. I just started, when I played it for Craig, I was just looking at, and I just started cracking up because every time I hear the song now, I just start cracking up. I love it. You started laughing, and I think my first response is, what is, what is that? I was just really more surprised and confused than anything else. I was the first time I heard it too. But they definitely know what they're doing. Like, they're going for a certain sound. They're just having fun. The lyrics seem to mean... I mean, they, they sing in English and you can tell what they're saying and I know all the lyrics. But I don't know if they're really going for anything meaningful, really. They're just talking sure. about living their lives and doing whatever they want. So, you know, that's all, all the power to them. I'm fine with that. So That's right. Yeah. Really, those are those are my recommendations. So I guess we finished part one of Ian and Craig's favorite albums of all time. Uh, Craig, do you have any? Do you want to run through some plugs, and I'll take over the rest after you're done. Sure, sure. I think yeah. Let's let's just reiterate here like the plugs from the beginning, which is if you like us, please go on iTunes. You know, subscribe to our podcast, rate us, give us five stars or whatever you think we deserve, but ideally five stars. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> if possible. If you want to, you know. If you want to follow us, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher now. You can go to our website, which is ianhates.com. Up on the website, we're going to put all the podcast episodes, so be able to listen to them on the website in addition to Stitcher and iTunes. We'll also put up descriptions of this. We're going to start putting up Spotify playlists of all the albums and uh, the, the artists we talk about on the podcast, so you can go and follow along and listen to the stuff i think yeah. uh maybe with this we can try and throw up on the website uh the list of kind of our favorite albums too and in addition to the spotify playlist yeah i'll try um, and do that just as well. so people yeah. can kind of look through you know just copy and paste it off of kind of what we're working on um and then yeah follow us on facebook on twitter yep um at at ian hates yeah. at ian hates podcast yeah there we go that's right listen to ian hates movies yeah it's uh and probably segues next into what you were gonna plug yeah pretty much i mean i think craig did a great job with all those plugs right there because we do have a lot of stuff now it's weird to self-promote i'm really not used to it i know craig's not used to it either um it's it makes me it makes me a little uncomfortable yeah (laughs) it does doesn't it yeah well i think yeah just at um at ian hates podcast you can also email us um at ian hates uh on gmail and I, yep, Facebook Ian hates as well. Most of the time, if you just search for Ian hates, you'll get it. Just so you know, we, it would really help us out too. And I, I was laughing my ass off at this too. If you Google Ian hates, it's like two pages oh, yeah. before you get to our website because it's all about the girl from Degrassi and Vampire Diaries fighting with the guy from Roswell and Vampire Diaries. So that's it's everyone hates ian summerholder apparently so if more people search through g uh sorry through google and click on maybe we can get onto that first page i think that'd be a lot of fun but getting hate ian and not ian hates yeah exactly so um yeah you can find us through all those you can submit uh bands that you want us to talk about um you could submit uh bands that you want us to uh discuss whatever it happens to be so you can use our email or twitter you can even there's a form on the website on ianhates.com that you can put on because all this stuff helps us so just let us know and yeah like give us your recommendations too yeah yeah, tell us what you like and we'll surely talk about it i mean we might trash it too i mean it depends 
It depends. If it's another I try not to do that. No, Craig's Craig's tries to be the nice guy as much as possible on this. That's that's for sure. <laughs> so Craig was nice enough also to mention um I have my Ian Hates Movies podcast as well. And I believe tomorrow I'm gonna be doing another one um for the movie The Final Girls, uh, which I enjoyed. Once again, I'm doing a movie that I actually like. Uh, so you can listen to that. Hopefully that will be up tomorrow night or Friday. So that's my plan. I think that's all the plugs. Anything else, Craig? That's everything for me. Okay. Well, thank you, Craig. And, uh, I'll end like I always do. (laughs) It's we're, we're going back and forth. This was actually challenging, but I think we did a good job with it. I think Yeah. we'll have to, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll let you know. Um, but Excellent. I, yeah, there you go. I will, I will end this the same way I always do with uh, long days and pleasant nights. Thank you guys. Thank you.